Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Get Genius episode. Today's genius is one of my absolute faves, Dr. Jeff Spencer, who is a leader in the high performance field. And this is for over 40 years. And when I say high performance, I mean high performance. Using his Champions Blueprint High Achievement Performance Model, Jeff has helped athletes win gold medals, rock stars go platinum, businessmen make their next million dollars, and thought leaders move to the next level. Dr. Jeff is a Renaissance man as a member of the 1972 United States Olympic cycling team. He has a master's degree in sports science from USC was team doctor for nine Tour de France teams and has shown his glass sculpture throughout the United States. This extensive background has given him a front row seat in seeing what makes some people succeed and others fail, which is a burning question. About a year ago, Eric and I got to dive into that same topic when we had the privilege of participating in a two-day, eye-opening, powerful workshop with Jeff on what it takes to be a champion. It blew my mind. I just have to say that. And you're going to find out why. What Eric and I learned from Jeff was that getting to the top was really only a milestone to true achievement. A champion is someone who realizes true achievement. And in order to do so, you must have a blueprint. So today I am so jazzed to be speaking with Dr. Jeff Spencer to share more about Champions Blueprint and how it can help you in your journey to true achievement. So welcome, Jeff, and thank you so much for being here today. The pleasure is so mine, and thanks for your confidence. I just am really looking forward to our conversation, so thank you. So am I, and I'm so excited for our listeners for what they're about to learn. So you call yourself, and I love this, a professional student of human achievement. It's so great. On this journey as a student, what is it that you found to be true achievement? Well, I think a true achievement, that's, uh, to me, in the way that I define it, a champion is someone that has the readiness for the three to five pivotal moments that will make or break a career uh, or a life that occurs every year. And those people that have that readiness are able to ride the quest and ride the wave of perpetual peak performance anytime, place, under any given set of circumstances. But the key to this is the readiness for the pivotal moments. Right. So key. And I can't tell you how many light bulbs and aha moments I had <laughs> sitting in your beautiful home when, when you. you showed us where these pivotal moments are and you showed them on an actual blueprint. And of course, you first look at that and go, oh, you know, so many people could say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> but the thing is, is that every single person on the planet will find themselves on this blueprint. So it's just, you know, pretty amazing to, to actually be able to see and know and be able to predict and prepare what's going to happen. So some people might not know exactly what I'm talking about. So hopefully you can, you can shed some light and tell us a little bit more about what this magical blueprint is. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I was very industrious. I'd get up every morning, like 5am when it was still dark and everybody else was sleeping. And I go outside and I hit my little baseball up and down the street just uh, because I was an athletic kid. And I, had this, I thought the coolest thing ever would be to be an Olympian that marched into the Olympic Stadium. I just thought that'd be the coolest thing ever. But, you know, in, in my curiosity, I saw that the biggest and the baddest uh, Olympians didn't win. 
And it seems like they should on paper, but they didn't. There was always somebody else that seemed to know something that the others didn't. I wanted to know what that was. And I rode my first uh, national championship when I was 13. The next year, my parents got divorced, which is the last time I saw my dad. And he, I found out 30 years later that he died homeless on the streets so New York City. So that was another key to this is that being a genius, he had will, he had talent, he had technology, he had technique, he had everything that's supposed to promise uh, just an extraordinary life. And certainly he became a statistic and uh, will never become the person that he could have been. And it wasn't because he didn't have everything that was supposed to get him there. So I realized, well, it's not about will, talent, technique. I mean, those are essential, of course, but that's not the defining difference. And so during that very difficult period, I had just amazing mentors from all walks of life. They came from business, sport, uh, stage, and they shared with me how they became iconic and their principles. And again, they didn't have the best pedigree, uh, but yet they were always first in line to grab the brass ring. Well, all the guys that should have won didn't. Yeah. And they were scratching their head. Well, why these guys? Why is it always these guys? Right. And so what I discovered is that these guys have a state of readiness that the other people do not have meaning that they can recognize things before other people. They have the skill to be able to capitalize on them and carry momentum forward. So applying the principles that they shared with me, uh, I became an Olympian. I achieved one of my goals. I did actually march into the Olympic Stadium, and I did get a master's degree in sports science. I did become an award-winning chiropractor, and I showed my glass art throughout the world. So it wasn't my cleverness. It was the state of readiness that they helped me understand how to craft so that I was ready for the pivotal moments. And pivotal moments are those things that show up that can either take a re-eye or they can really take you off a cliff. And they show up unannounced and you can't take them back. They're elusive and we have maybe three to five a year that are going to make the difference between our years professionally and personally. So, uh, you know, that's what I discovered and that was the reality. And another thing I'll say here, kind of while I'm on this rampage here, is to say that uh, there's another myth out there. And I saw that with the mentors and the high achievers that the whole idea of the gap model is incorrect, meaning that you got to have the biggest dreams possible and you've got to want it bad enough and work hard and that's going to shut the gap to get you to where you want to go. And that's a myth. That doesn't happen. It's a great idea, but it's never proven itself to be the case. And what I realized about that is that, you know, the gap that's supposed to close, it's not an empty space. It, it, right. It's really a vacuum that sucks a bunch of debris into it that clogs our life and doesn't allow us to move forward. And that's really what I hear people say all the time. I can't believe I got through another day and nothing happened. You know, how come it's just another day, like this day in and day out? Well, that's because the so-called gap, it's, it's not a gap. It's a living, breathing space. And this is where the readiness is crafted to be able to hold the dreams in reality, to be able to move them through the minefield of life to manifestation. And that, that was my big revelation that I learned from my mentors. And oh, yeah. so that was the path. That, and I realized after uh, helping people win gold medals and make millions of dollars and uh, become elevated speakers and presenters around the world that there were eight different steps that they universally all went through to develop the readiness to be able to achieve their champion goals. Again, while avoiding preventable problems, Without right. losing time or momentum. I mean, that's the key to this. It's like, how do you carry momentum forward? And those are really the lessons that I learned. So uh, that's a mouthful, but yet that's the path that took me to the fact that there is a method that will predictably take us to where we want to go and keep us there. So diving into that a little deeper, most people have a, a vision or a view of what a winner is before, say, meeting with you. What does that look like? And then after meeting with you, what does a winner look like? 
Well, um, that's a very, very good question, which I'm you know more than happy to answer. Is that like when people come to me, they again believe in the gap model. They just think if I want it bad enough and I try hard, the universe will give me everything I need to be able to manifest my vision. And that's not true. Because number yeah. one, you can't go to a place that your vision or your skills does not enable. And perhaps the vision that you have is actually only a fraction of what it could be. And perhaps you're uh, on the treasure map, but you don't know where you are. <laughs> so if you have the map and you don't know where you are, you don't know whether the next step you take is towards the treasure or whether it's off the cliff. You don't know that. Right. So the, the key thing that I always do with everybody, and this is the kind of secret that the champions know, and this is their modus operandi and what they do day in and day out, is that they always kind of locate, well, where am I? You know, what step am I actually in right now? And then they ask the question, what uh, are there patterns that I'm running right now that I may not be aware of? That history tells me that if this behavior and this course of action continues, it'll take me off a cliff. I may not think it's so, but it actually may be so. And yeah. I need to know that. And because if I'm running a pattern that could be very destructive to me, but I think it's taking me to the promised land, that's a problem. And so we identify what those patterns are based upon where you are, that if not addressed and no amount of positive thinking or mantras is going to get you beyond them, we have to take evasive action by step number three is to really know what principle we need to apply to the pattern to neutralize it so that we can carry our momentum forward towards the promised land, towards our goal achievement. But then there's a fourth step, and that fourth step is, is that we need to be able to peek around the corner and see what's next. And yes. history has shown that we can locate where we are, we can define whether we're running a pattern, we know what to do to neutralize it, carry momentum forward. The only thing that we now need to be aware of is what's around the corner. And if we know what's coming, then we're never going to be taken by surprise. We're always right. going to know what's coming to be able to carry momentum forward and grab the brass ring. So I think that's really the, the distinguishing characteristic is that I can locate anybody and I can tell them exactly where they are. I can tell them what the risks are, where they are. I can mm -hmm. tell them what we need to do right now or the one or two things that have to go right to move forward. And I can tell them what's coming. And that's called security. And what that also does is allows us to be and live a life that's basically anxiety free. Because the program's really based on what history tells us. And history doesn't lie. Our, exactly. our thoughts and our mind and our impulses aren't always our best friend. But yet the champion's blueprint that was observed into being from my being in this space over 40 years is, I can honestly say, is the one thing that's never let me down. And it's taken people places to places that they could have never have imagined were possible. You had um, two stories in particular that I'm thinking about. I'm hoping that you can share with us. One was with, I believe it was an Olympian athlete that you were working with, cyclist. And one was your own experience in a race. And I just remember hearing both of those stories and just being kind of like, whoa, saw everything, <laughs> everything different in a matter of moments. Yeah. Can you share one or both I, of those I, stories I with us? Okay, good. <laughs> there, There's some... Um, amazing pivotal moment. So let's look at this through the context of a pivotal moment. So I was actually um, sitting on my porch. This is uh, doing some emails overlooking the canyon behind my house. And I got an email that said, can you help? So I opened it up and it's from a colleague of mine that was at the Olympic uh, Stadium and Village in the London Olympics. And he says that he's working with the uh, Olympic gold medal favorite in the long jump, who is starting to melt down two and a half weeks before the Olympic final. He wanted to know if I could help. 
And so naturally, being an Olympian myself, I had a sympathetic side to myself that really wanted to intervene here. And so I, what I was curious about is that like, okay, so you got the best coaches, you got the best uh, chiropractor, you got the best equipment, you've got the best of everything, and yet you're melting down with two and a half weeks to go before the Olympic final that you're taking decades to get to. It's like, who's, who's managing this? Where's the orchestra conductor? I mean, come on now, you know? Yeah. So uh, I talked, you know, with the athlete. We had a, a Skype. He was in a, a pub in uh, <laughs> London, and I was, you know, <laughs> California, and uh, I could hear the rugby brawlers in the background while we were talking about this. And I said, "Look, Greg, here's the deal. It's like, you know, you're ready to win the Olympic uh, final if you had to compete tonight because you're leading the world championship. What else do you need to know?" But I said, "Here's here's the problem: is that mentally you're disconnected." And here's the problem, is that you and everybody else around you, even though you're the best and they are the best in their fields, they all believe that you have to put in a perfect jump to be able to win a gold medal. So what's happening is that everybody believes that there's a detail that you have to find that's going to make the difference between gold medal and not winning. And I said that that's a complete myth. You know, The, yeah. the facts are is that you're ready to win tonight. The fact that you believe that there's uh, a detail that if you don't find it, you're not going to win, you've already lost. If that's mm-hmm. what you're going to play the game, you're already yeah. done. You already done and just prepare the headlines to be Rutherford fails to deliver on the promise he chokes when he should have delivered. Just just <laughs> with that, man, because that's going to be the front page headline. So we got a choice here, Greg. It's like you can either do it the way you're doing it or we can do it another way, the champion blueprint way. So I explained to him that, you know, now all of his decisions are being fear based, meaning that his fear based survival instinct is causing him to make choices on what he stands to lose. No champion ever does that. You know, a champion. Right always makes their decisions on what they stand to gain. And I said, you know, your fear, Greg, because it's a survival instinct, gets first dibs at every, at every moment. Now it's trying to talk you into something that isn't real. And so we have to use a champion That's mindset. amazing. We all do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we can all catch ourselves doing that. Yeah. And it's, and it's ironic that we have more confidence in our ability to fail than we do in our right. ability to succeed. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly. But it's so real. And, and that's because it gets first dibs at every moment. So I said, great, yep. look, here's what you got to do. You know, I'm the champion blueprint guy. I'm the corner man. And so we kind of know where you are. You know, you're in mindset, which is step three in the champion's blueprint. So we know that. We also know that you're running a pattern. The pattern is you believe that you got to be perfect to win. And that's a complete myth. So yep. now we got to do step number three. We need to have an intervention here. And the champion's blueprint, the principle that we apply to neutralize the pattern, it's what are the one or two things that have to go right? It said, Two things and you win, Greg. Gold medal, guaranteed. Number one, don't change your warm up, you know, because yeah. you change your warm up trying to get the advantage. Your body's confused and it doesn't want to play right now because it's scared. So go yeah. back to your normal warm up. It's free. You don't need to change anything. Just get back to what you already know. That's right. percent number one. You know, I said number two is that with the running broad jump or the long jump, which I don't know anything about, I said just get your first four steps are going to determine where your foot hits the board, which is going to give you the lift to win. You do those two things and you win. Don't worry about perfection. I said, get around people that you like that make you happy. Don't worry about the experts that are looking for the detail that isn't there. Uh, and you're going to have a great jump. And let's sort of manage this over the next two and a half weeks. And let's uh, turn off your cell phone. Don't answer any text. Uh, yeah. And so we're going to go Spartan here for the next two and a half weeks. And then you can uh, say hello to everybody after you want a gold medal. What do you say? So I said, yeah, that's a great idea. So okay, cool. So we're just going to manage this, which we did for two and a half weeks. And then uh, I couldn't believe it. On the night before the Olympic final, uh, his uh, coach calls me up. And says, well, listen, Greg wants to know whether you should sleep in tomorrow uh, on the day of the Olympic final. What should he eat? I said, did you guys hear anything I said? It's like, don't change anything. <laughs> they're ready to win. Don't change anything. 
So uh, the next day, um, he actually did win the gold medal, which was an amazing thing. And he was uh, really an advocate for us to show us how it's done, you know, to be able to, in those pivotal moments, really apply a standard that history has told us that we must apply to be able to succeed when it counts. And that's really what the Champions Movement is all about. And that's really what my passion is. Too many people uh, succumb to the myths of what we believe it is to be able to succeed. And that's how we help Greg win a gold medal. Um, as far as the one that you're referring to myself, um, <clears throat> another fact is, is that no one wins alone. You can't. Yes. It's not possible in today's world. Everybody needs a mentor, an advisor. They need a corner man. They need equipment. They need knowledge. They need team. And so uh, coming from a welfare family, um, you know, it was tough for me. And when I was uh, between my junior and sophomore year at USC as a student on an academic scholarship, I'd ride my bike to and from school every day. It was a 100-mile round trip. This part of my training, and there was a French guy that I met who was older than me, just a very distinguished man, and he uh, uh, asked me to come visit him after a training session, which I did, and um, he had a delicatessen, which is almost like an art gallery, it's so that beautiful, and up on one of the counters, he had this package when we were done, he said, that's for you, and I picked it up, and it was a week's worth of meat that he gave for me, and I thought to myself, how'd this guy know that I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from, even though I had these amazing olympic aspirations you know and so i I hoped that i would be invited to the event that he was hosting which is a international cycling event where all the olympic champions and the world champions from around the world would be competing in the u.s which i did get an invitation for and when i qualified for the 500 meter final which is a it's a very difficult event physically and puts you at your limit um i got up in the track and i said well man maybe i should check out my competition here let me take a look at it so i I looked to the right, and the size of the guy's legs were almost like a rhinoceros. I thought he was like a hybrid rhinoceros. <laughs> human. So I looked up on the shoulder, on his left shoulder, because he was on my right side. And on the shoulder, there were five concentric rings, which he was an Olympic champion. Yep. And so those five rings on his shoulder was like an advertisement. It was a billboard like, hey, look, let me make sure we all understand this. There's only <laughs> one guy on this track, and it's not you. <laughs> And wow. I've already told you he's going to win, so don't even think about it. So I said, well, yeah. all right. So I better see who's to my left. So I looked at my left as the world champion. And so, again, here I was, this, uh, you know, this bookend between the Olympic champion and the, uh, the world champion. And I, I said to myself, okay, man, this is where I got to break the chain. You know, it's like it cannot hold my fear back uh, any longer. I've got to crush the anxiety. Uh, performance anxiety that that I have, um, and this is where the chain gate's broken, man. This is my defining moment. It's like it's now or never. And so, as they started to count down with one minute to go, it's like you know I, I saw myself uh, wanting to go to that place of fear and fear of loss and making safe decisions. And I had to pull myself up, and I had to commit every ounce of energy that I had with every ounce of DNA into that one pedal that was up that would determine how fast I would accelerate away from the starting line. And so I was completely riveted on just that one foot on that one place for one minute, because that's the moment I vowed to myself that I would actually break that chain and I would emerge on the other side of this, a different person. So when the gun went off and the bikes lurched forward, there was only one bike, which is me in front. And uh, I was going to win, no question about it. And I felt a concussion in the last corner on my right hip installed the bike it was the olympic champion giving me a headbutt because there's no way he's going to win so he tried to give me a headbutt to unnerve me and stall the bike so he could get beyond me which he did not 
But yet the Olympic champion went up the inside of me, and it was a fight to the finish. It was a fight to the death. It was a battle of the titans, and I threw my bike at the line, metaphorically speaking. Right. Gave it everything they got, and I looked up, and I just couldn't believe what just happened, man. It was just unbelievable that the world champion won. Yeah. And I missed it, you know? And, yeah, I was uh, despondent about that. But when I was up on the podium getting my silver medal, which was the first time that I had ever medaled, internationally i looked up in the crowd i saw my parents i saw my friends that helped me with training i looked for alex that gave me the meat and i realized that you know this medal is just not mine everybody deserves the medal around their neck you know and right so after the ceremony was over um and the guy was awarded the gold medal and i stepped off the podium i saw alex the guy that gave me the package of meat that had the french accent that gave me the invitation to the event i went over to him and I took his little narrow shoulders there, and I looked him in the eye, and he had a tear in his eye. And I knew what that was, man. That was for me, because he knew my background. Wow. I was the guy that shouldn't have happened, but yet I did, because the guy's like him. And I just sort of felt like this silver medal, this isn't mine. <laughs> so I stooped over, and around his neck, I, I put the silver medal, and I, I said to him, you deserve this. And I, I thanked him for, like, enabling the impossible. Yeah. And that was a life pivotal moment for me, not only because I broke the chains of what was holding me back. Every one of us, if we're honest about it, we've got an invisible hand that's holding the back of the shirt or the garment that we're wearing that just won't let us go forward. That just won't let us put everything on the line when it needs to be put on the line to be able to grow and commit to our bigger future that we're capable of to live a life of distinction and contribution. You know, that's where the moment and the chain was broken. And also, it was a reminder to me, which it should be for everybody, is that we need to continually contemplate whose neck do we need to put a silver medal around. Yeah. Because you can't, no one wins alone. It's so, so important. And so many people go at it alone. They, or they yeah. feel alone and, yeah. or they just think I can, I can do it. I don't need anybody. And that's, I see that a lot. It's sad. <laughs> It's, it, it's sad and tragic because it exempts us from the greatness and the privilege of collaboration with other people. Because, you know, collaboration and team is really important because if we're a member of a team, we'll show up on time, which we wouldn't do for ourselves, but we'll do it for someone else. Right. It's a sign of respect. And we'll transcend our performance on behalf of others to fulfill our obligation, which calls them to a higher game that makes us better. And, you know... Teammates celebrate each other's successes. Yeah, that's good for us to honor and and partake. You know, what do you think it is that causes certain people to want to go at it alone? I think a lot of people are afraid of what they may give up. It's a typical human nature trait, driven by fear-based survival instinct, and they believe that there's only so much to go around, and they don't want to risk giving anything up because the primal fear that they have, that we all have. Yeah. Is that we're going to get left behind if we give up an advantage to someone else and we're going to miss the school bus. Yeah. And everybody else is going to get to the finish line and we're going to be left behind. And there's going to be nobody to live life with, nobody to care about, nobody to care about us. I mean, that, that's our primal fear. Yeah. But yet, ironically, it's the very thing that. that it, holds, exactly. You know, it kills our timing, it kills our spontaneity, it kills everything about us. I mean, the, the, what we project as a human is uh, construed by achievers as being foreign and deep destructive energy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an ironic thing, but we all have it. We need to train ourselves beyond it. And that's what the Champion Blueprint is all about. I think it's 
such a beautiful concept to, to need others and to have others because I am so sad when I hear of some people who they do experience hurt. They, they experience failure and they immediately go to, I am my own island. I don't need anyone. I'll do this alone. So I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that story and that insight. Thank you. Such a pleasure. One of the things we, we spoke about in depth at your workshop was the fast track. Um, people jumping from here to there and how, how appealing it seems. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to rush right up to here. I don't need all of this other stuff. I don't need all these people. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, that's something else that I see a lot of, um, you know, that the, maybe it's the, the rock star who just all of a sudden has this, you know, huge music hit, this song hit, and they're just from here to here. And there's something that history has shown us happens. And that yep, again, this is a person that's unprepared. They haven't done enough preparation right. because, you know, in my view and the clients that I work with, whether it's business or small group or, or individuals, it doesn't matter. It's like, again, if we can locate where we are and we know it's coming, then we're ready for the cliff, right? Yeah. So, you know, the, the punch that everybody should fear is the one that they don't see that's coming. And, and purely that's a state of lack of readiness. So yeah. in the champion's blueprint, um, the first four steps are all about preparedness and that's about getting ready to responsibly push the ignition button and the question you have to ask and step number one is you know how does this goal that you're contemplating fit into your legacy does yes. it actually contribute to the legacy and what it is that you're going to leave behind for others to view as your personal case study yeah. you know what is it going to be because if it doesn't fit into your legacy well then don't do it you're not ready and then people need to have a vision you know which is step two in the champion blueprint Part, part of the preparation and you know people think a, a vision is a goal it's not a goal it's like a vision is when you've achieved your goal what is this going to do for you and how is this going to help you create your bigger future and what sort of game is this going to call other people to once you've achieved it yeah and if it helps you have that level of readiness to be a beacon of hope and certainty and sanity in a yeah. world calls people to a higher game and you're more eloquent with your voice and the radiance that you draw into any conversation by your sheer presence and the sound and texture of your words and the scent of achievement and confidence that you carry with you. Yes. If you see that in your vision, it's a goal worth aspiring to. Oh, and absolutely. I, I remember um, you taking us on an exercise and discovering, you know, what is that kind of personal mission, that legacy? What is that for you? And what are the things that you're doing in your life? And how is that aligning with that? And it's really interesting to, to see, wow, here are some things that just are not in alignment, you know, or, or even looking in the past and going, well, now I know exactly why this didn't work out. Now exactly why that venture didn't go where it was supposed to go. It definitely had its meaning. It had its purpose and especially all comes together when you're looking at the, the blueprint. But, um, that was huge for me and, and still is in terms of any choice or any direction that I take and anything that I do in my life. It's all about, is that in alignment with that, with that legacy? Well, that, that's why for me, with anybody I work with, again, whether it's a small group or an individual, we always start with legacy first because yeah. it's always important to see how your race is going to end. And is this right. the way you want it to end? You look at Tiger Woods, is this the really way you want it to end? You know, great golf career, but what about the wife deal? You know, 
You look yep. at Lance, same thing. Okay, so you got to the top, uh, but yet look at your legacy, not so good. You know, this right. is the way you wanted it to end. So if you really have a strong written legacy statement, then you can look at what the outcome of your life will be, and you can decide if it's not on a current trajectory where you want it to go, then you have time to modify it. And yeah. it also acts as an integrity filter, so every decision gets filtered through it. So it, it allows you to create a coherence in your life that makes life black and white, yes or no. It doesn't get into fuzzy gray areas. So when you do that, then you follow it up with a, uh, a visioning of the goal and what it will do for you once it's achieved. Then the next step in preparation is the mindset. You have really what it takes to be able to get the job done. You really understand what it's going to be. A friend of mine had a chance to go on tour with Usher. He wanted to know what I thought about it. So, well, you know, uh, before you say yes, let's see if you got the mindset to do it. It means you're going to be gone for nine months. You're not going to have your own bed. You're not going to see your family. You're going to sleep three hours a night. He's going to ask you to do something. He's not even going to show up. Yeah. He's going to accuse you or say something about you that may not be fair or just. Are you really ready for that for nine months? Yeah. Because if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Don't push the ignition button. So, right. you know, mindset isn't about positive thinking. It's not about mantras. It's not about that. It's about reality, folks. You know, yeah. so free <laughs> in your readiness, you got to make sure that you got the mindset to do it. And then the final uh, step in the preparation is step number four called inventory. It's like, do you really have the resources to make this happen? Do you have the personal skills? Do you have the knowledge? Do you have the materials, the equipment, the space, the team, et cetera, financing? Because if you don't have that, don't push the ignition button. Because yeah. If you push the ignition prematurely, which most people do, most people say, let's get started on step five, where we, where we start pursuing <laughs> yeah. our goal. And then what happens, they run out of steam early because they don't have the resources. They haven't done the vetting. So they don't have the armor to resist the challenges that they're going to face. So predictably, nothing's more tragic than to see somebody with amazing talent, will, or just an amazing willingness to do the effort. And someone yeah. really deserves to win, stall because they didn't prepare right, because they didn't do the first four steps. Right. So the champion blueprint model, do not push the ignition button unless you have vetted and confirmed your preparation through the first four steps. And then if you've done that, then you can push the ignition button, and then basically your trajectory to the finish line is virtually guaranteed. That's the big mistake that I see everybody make. Everybody wants to start because they believe the myth that the universe is going to fill in the gaps, and if you want it yes. bad enough, it's going to happen. And if I don't get started, somebody else is going to gain the advantage because they're going to get access to the opportunity that I'm giving yeah. up I'm preparing. I mean, that, that, that's the human mindset, again, that's just scrambling our brains. And what it does, it, it prompts us through impulse to do things that can tragically uh, hurt the quality of what our life experience is going to be. And it's all preventable. That's the other it side. is. And, and, and it's so true because there's so many people that, that quit when they're in the whether they're in the, the grind of it, as you say that, you know, one foot in front of the other, well, nothing, you know, nothing's happening. I'm, I'm working so hard as if, like you said, something is supposed to happen every single, <laughs> every single day, or it's, it's really going up that hill. It's really climbing the hill and struggling. But you need to know the context of that because there's yeah. a time that it is going to be tough, but if you right. don't know it's going to be tough in advance and you're going to think, Oh, you know what? The honeymoon's over. I don't have the motivation any longer. Exactly. And people say, oh, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be well, this hard. <laughs> maybe it should be. So, see, if you talk about it in advance, and that's the advantage of the Champions Blueprint, is that we can tell you what's coming. Exactly. So it's a roadblock. It may not be a roadblock. It may be an evolutionary milestone that has to be there that confirms to you that you're where you need to be and you're making progress. Right. And then you have a different mindset. You're going to talk, talk yourself out of it. Yeah. You know, I, I look at 
challenges from, you know, 10 years ago and how I had that. It shouldn't be this hard, that type of thinking. When now challenges hit and it's like, oh, this is part, I know exactly where I'm at. I know what's, I know what's happening here. Got the right mindset. It's a totally, totally different experience. And it's actually a fun experience. And, you know, even if it is hard, (laughs) even if it is challenging. Well, let's put it this way. It's always a good idea to have a map before you go into the jungle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> do that. The race up into the jungle. Then once they're lost, then try to find the map. I thought you had it. No, I thought you had it. Yeah. So, you know, tragically, um, that's my rampage. And that's why, you know, my life mission is to disseminate the champion's blueprint because without a map that, that shows you the process of you as an individual, that's beyond just the technical skill of your discipline. It's about how are you as an individual going to create the readiness for the pivotal moments that will take you out that are not just a more uh, a technical skill in your discipline or your business. This right. is about you. So again, you know, why I've helped people win gold medals and make millions of dollars and elevate their game. It, it's not about the discipline. It's about them. And it's yeah. about how do you show up and how do you read the terrain? How do you know what to apply? How do you know it's coming? Because yeah. that's where real confidence comes from. And it's like, without that, then we're on survival. You ever yep. had those moments or those weeks? Or it's, man, I got through another week. I don't know how I got through another week. <laughs> yes. We shouldn't have that. You know, we shouldn't live life through blind hope. We should live through predictability and we should live through certainty. And without a map, it's impossible. And most people don't have a map. Most people just start. They think I, I can just make it up. So there's, oh. there's one other key piece of armor, I guess I'll say, that was also really important to, to realize at the time when I, when I learned this, that I had that but a lot of people don't, a corner man. Yeah, the rarest of all species, yeah. Yes. Can you tell us about, can you tell us about the corner man? Yeah, yeah, a corner man, you know, it's like, uh, is part of our team. We we all need advisors, correct? And they're kind of like two advisors that we're most familiar with is the coach, right? I have a business coach or I have a nutrition coach. So a coach traditionally is someone that's a specialist in a very specific area that you get together with to develop a certain skill or a very a distinct outcome in a very specific area that will involve getting together a certain amount of time to be able to achieve that goal, whatever that is. So uh, a coach is a specialist in a slice of the pie or a percentage of your life. Yeah. But they don't know the whole picture. So, for example, I'll teach you a summer to sing the Stars Bangle Banner on October 17th in front of this group. Cool, man. I'm in. You know, yeah. I don't know the rest of your life. I hope that works out well for you, but I can sure get you ready to sing Star Spangled Banner. So that's a coach. And then you've got um, the mentor. You know, the mentor is maybe a little bit older, a little bit more bandwidth, but still in a narrow band. They can hold your hand down the path to the promised land, but still it's in a very specific area of life. You know, maybe yeah. finance, maybe health or whatever. Uh, but yet they still don't know the rest of your life. And it's more likely that something else in your life is going to take you out of the game rather than just the technical aspect of your business. Right. That's my observation. So then you got this guy named the cornerman. You remember in the movie Rocky, you know, Rocky was this person of immense talent that needed to have someone polish the diamond. Yes. And he had this guy in the corner named Mickey. And Mickey, Mickey was this old guy that had this scar tissue, meaning right. that He'd been around the block a couple of times, <laughs> and he was there with Rocky all the time. He could read the terrain. Rocky getting here, getting hit here, move this direction, you know? 
he was the guy that you could talk about anything with at any time because he was an expert in everything. Yep. He was the guy that was interested not just in goals, but about your legacy. Yeah. He was the guy that knew what had to get done now to be able to move forward responsibly towards the bigger future, not just do something now that helps you today, but hurts you tomorrow. Right. Now he's the guy that has bandwidth and everything. And so that's what a corner man is. Again, they're the rarest of all species. And in my view, the most important because they understand your entire universe and they can see connections that the coach and the mentor cannot. And they can intercept things in their infancy or while they're festering hidden deeply within the recesses of your personal experience. And so a corner man is that uh, person that has that clairvoyance Yeah. to look around the corner. It's like summer. Look, I know this sounds really good to you, but this didn't work in 1997 and it's not right. going to work now. I know why it looks like it will, but there are factors here that if we look at a deeper level, we'll see that this is doomed to disaster. We don't need to repeat history to, to discover that or experience that. So that's the corner man, and that's what I do. I'm really good at this stuff. You know, I've been around forever. I've got my bumps and bruises. I've been successful in many different areas, you know, thankfully due to my own mentors and my own advisors. And, you know, my advice, I actually had this this morning, believe it or not. A corner man is always available. I was on the phone at 4.37 this morning, my time. Yeah. Talking to a client in Toronto, which is uh, Eastern Standard Time, 7.37 his time, 4.37 my time. And my deal with him is any place, any time, because we don't have the luxury of not getting what has to go right in a pivotal moment, right? Yeah. Because we may never get that chance again. And being the corner man, that's part of our arrangement, right. is to have the readiness and that access to be able to carry momentum seamlessly forward. So, you know, we talked for a couple of minutes. I said, you know, being the corner man, here's what you do. And so we'll talk to you later. I know it's going to work. See you next time. So that's what a corner man is, and everybody needs a corner man. Oh, yeah. That, that person that's on speed dial, and yep. when you're in a situation, you don't know what to do, you call the corner man, man. He gets on there, and he is able to size up the entire process and collate high-density material and come out with the 1% to 2% that has to go right now to be able to carry the momentum forward. And um, that's why I love the corner man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I'm sure everybody's kind of just like, I need to get my hands on this blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew me when I needed me. I know, right? I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I had, I'm so glad I got it when I did. At least I did not have to go to years. <laughs> so um, how, can, how can somebody take an online course, go to a workshop, um, work with you. I, I know that I know that everyone can find more information at your website, which is drjeffspencer.com, drjeffspencer.com. Um, and they can find your online course there as well as workshop information. Yeah, so that's actually the best place to go. They'll okay. get information on the webinar and they'll also get information on the uh, online course. And then if people are interested in attending a workshop, the dates will be posted there. We'll be doing four this year. And if uh, there are those people that are fully committed uh, that are really interested in having an intimate experience at the highest level, uh, what it is that uh, the big boys do to get to the top and stay there, there's always the option to do some private coaching with me. I also do that uh, with small groups and small businesses as well. So those options are all available on the website, drjeffspencer.com. Fantastic. And you have to check it out. <laughs> It's it's amazing. If you can, I, I really, really, really suggest the workshop. That was definitely, in fact, it's almost, you know, I, I think to myself and I say this to Eric, I go, what if we hadn't gone to the workshop? What if? <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's, it's that, 
Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, and we just have to tell everybody it's, it's like, no, you don't understand. Like this yeah. is when people talk about life changing, you know, there's, there's some certain things. I mean, there's a lot of things that definitely um, impact your life. But when you talk about actually actual life changing, that was it. And we still, we still address it every single day. I mean, it's a big part of our, our life. That's so, so generous and so kind of you to say that. And, you know, I just go back to my dad, you know, it's like a genius dying homeless and yes. not seeing him from 13 on. And it's like, he was preventable, yep. but he was missing two things. Yeah. And his genius, his talent, his will, his ambition, his technique, his technology, it didn't save him. No. Nope. You know, and he was missing two things. He didn't have a blueprint that told him when to turn right and when to turn left. You know, again, most people's lives, if you follow the gap model, it's like a GPS. You just think, well, if I call it the GPS, I know my destination, I know where I am, and I work hard enough, the process is going to show me the path. Well, there's one thing a GPS doesn't do is that it doesn't show you the real traffic patterns. It doesn't yeah. show the live weather. For example, I was in an airport in North Carolina last week, so I programmed the GPS, and I left the airport to go to my destination, and it took me to a road that was closed at a barricade that you know, said, road closed, you can't go there. Yeah. So it's like, well, now what do I do? Because every time... <laughs> tried to follow the instruction that took me back to the road closed, you know? So the idea of the champion blueprint that my dad should have had, it would have told him like having a local sitting next to you in a car, don't go down the road because I know what the map says, but don't go there because it's yeah. road closed. Let me show you as a local what to do in real time right now. That's what he was missing. And so, you know, without a blueprint, you're playing a rule up with your life. Seriously. You are. That's what it is. Yeah. Seriously. And then, also the corner man. Without a corner man that sees the breadth of your experience that can put your life within a global context and look at your universe and say, all things considered, this is where you are and this is what we need to do, you're, you're vulnerable to people, places, and things. And there's nothing more tragic to me than to see someone with amazing talent and amazing will get cut off at the knees preventably because they couldn't manage their preventable problems and they mm -hmm. could not maintain schedules and they could not maintain momentum. And in my experience, 100% of that is, is preventable. And that's what my rampage is, and uh, that's my mission, and that's uh, what my life is dedicated to. Thank you so much. I'm, my I'm so, so blessed to have, to have met you and to have this, this gift and this insight into to be able to prevent and predict. <laughs> that's, that's very well said. Well, it's such a pleasure, Summer, you know, to both you and Eric and everything that you do. And Thanks again for just the amazing things that you've done to people to help them elevate their game and probably close by saying is that there's always room at the top for the best, you know, and, and to encourage everybody to be a beacon of hope and sanity and courage in their communities because, you know, we're living in a world where mediocrity is becoming the norm and it strips us of everything that makes us unique and distinct. And so I think that those people that have the voice to stand up, you know, now's the time to do it. So thanks again for being able to have that uh, opportunity and that blessing just means oh, wow. tons. thanks again summer thank you so much thank you so so much again uh it's drjeffspencer.com drjeffspencer.com and please please go take a look take the workshop go through the online course and if you if you're really serious work with jeff one-on-one -on -one, i have and it's incredible thank you all so much and we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com. 
on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.